Hi, this is Jim from Safety Wars. Before we start the program, I want to make sure everyone understands that we often talk about OSHA and EPA citations, along with some other regulatory actions from other agencies, legal cases, and criminal activity. Everyone is innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Proposed fines are exactly that, and they are often litigated, reduced, or vacated. We use available public records, news accounts, and press releases. We cannot warranty or guarantee the details of any of the stories we share, since we are not directly involved with these stories, at least not most of the time. Enjoy the show. This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. And it would not be safety words without a blooper gaff. All start. That's okay. We still are here fighting the war. We're on a little bit later. So I had pre-recorded some stuff. What do you think happened? Right when I got to the end, the software went kaplooey, and guess what? I we had a problem. So I'm here, late at night, 10:43 p.m. on a Friday night, after all the baseball festivities and everything else tonight. How's everybody doing? Heading on into that holiday weekend. How many people took off today? I mean, I had uh, one of my employees take off. I had to cover for him up in uh, Fishkill, New York. It was not, well, it is what it is. And you're probably going to be getting a lot of stuff pre-recorded in the field from me over for the next, in the foreseeable future. Just has to be done over lunch. Because we got a lot of stuff going on. We're working on a lot of stuff. Uh, not ready to really share with it all of all of it. Uh, we're trying to get this up and running next week. I have a different camera than normal. Uh, I think this one is higher resolution. Looks higher resolution. I think it's my screen here. I don't know. I've got to work on that. So. What are we talking about today? Talking about a lot of things. We're going to head on over to the to the Consumer Product Safety Commission uh, website in a minute here, here and talk about fireworks safety. But uh, no, I got some comments on uh, Wednesday's program. I couldn't be on the air last night. Uh, Wednesday's program. The Hmm. All right. Uh, so we talked about demographic shifts. Some countries are having issues with them. Right. That's one of the themes here on safety wars. Demographics. I'm fascinated by it. Uh, famous radio talk show host used to say, talk about what you're interested in, what you're passionate about. Otherwise, it's like boring. So we were talking about, uh, I think it was Monday, demographic shifts in South Korea, China, some other countries. And Wednesday, we were talking about uh, euthanasia, basically. And uh, Northern Europe, I believe it was Belgium, that had uh, been uh, 
people have been having assisted suicide for developmental delays. For example, uh, developmental intellectual issues, for example, autism. I don't know exactly how that's classified. It's my fault that I don't know that, but I've heard it described many different ways. Uh, when I look at some of the uh, attributes for autistic people uh, and uh, on the autism scale, uh, a lot of people hit that scale. And it could be me on a certain level. So uh, I am cognizant of that. I gotta have some capacity for self-awareness. However, in some co- countries, they are allowing this now as a reason for euthanasia and uh, assisted suicide. No, they try to uh, change the terminology here for legal reasons, for PR reasons, and everything else. And now this, and this has been an ongoing thing. I don't think we've thought it out in society what the ramifications are of these types of policies. We don't think about a lot of policies, rely on politicians to make the decisions or the courts to make decisions because we, especially in the United States, we do not have a democracy. We have a representative republic on the federal level. On the local level, it's democratic for the most part. Right? We know some towns like Rock on, like in New York, Every uh, uh, county has a state, has a legislature. So, you know, we have representatives, things of that nature. Anyway, I digress. I don't think a lot of this stuff has been really thought out. Uh, I watched The Handmaid's Tale. I've been a fan of The Handmaid's Tale ever since uh, the book came out. I remember reading the book, I, early 90s. And then they had a movie that came out with Robert Duvall. And uh, I think it was Robert Duvall and uh, another actress in there. And then the re- reimagining and everything with the current thing on Hulu, uh, which is being delayed because of the writer's strike and everything. And that's going to probably expand. That is a tale, right? They talk about fem- women's rights and things of that nature. Yeah, okay, I got it. But it's also a tale of what happens when you have a demographic issue in society. Let's consider this. No children. No. In short, the theme of the uh, show is that there, for whatever reason, and I don't explain why, uh, there are no children, right? Fertility issues, and then a religious sect that claims to be Christian takes over the country, and then uh, you know, there is a second American Revolution sort of thing. Think about this: no children, no schools, no toys or reduced toys, no, numbers of children reduced, you got, and it feeds on itself, right? Think of all the systems out there that are based on people making the right purchases at the right time, whole industries getting eliminated, social turmoil, and everything else. And what happens on the show is uh, political fallout. Lots of political fallout. And that's essentially it. We haven't thought a lot of things that are morality, uh, our technology, 
has outpaced our morality in a lot of cases. So we're, we talk about those things here. Uh, I don't make any, uh, recommendations one way or another. I'm just asking questions here. And that is what we do here on safety wars. That's what I find interesting here. We're not going to talk politics so much. Probably we're going to get into it. I'll be honest with you. Uh, now, as we get closer to the 2024 election, uh, we'll probably have some political stuff going on here, but I'm not making endorsements uh, here. Uh, people who know me know who I support or what movement I support. So uh, we're going to go, uh, and I forgot to do it. We have our message number three to those of you in behavior-based safety, uh, behind the lines in behavior-based safety. Message from a loved one. This is Safety Wars, broadcasting to our brothers and sisters in the occupied territory of behavior-based safety. Get out your secret decoder ring. Here is your nightly message. Learning is vital. Learning is vital. Yeah, we got five of them built around the five principles of hop. So let's talk about fireworks. Let's see if I can get the share screen to work. All right, trying to add a new thing here. Share screen. Let's see here. It worked this afternoon. So here we have fireworks, injuries, and, right, deaths. And yes, and you can see I have all the stories up there. So... Again, we have uh, fireworks been decriminalized in a lot of areas and a lot of uh, states. I mean, we weren't even allowed to have firecrackers up here in Northeast New York, New Jersey. And there was a, in Northern New Jersey on Route 80, uh, now you go down towards the Delaware Water Gap, you go into Pennsylvania, I believe it's Portland, Pennsylvania on Route 611. And there is a fireworks store. I don't know if it's still there or not. And people from New Jersey would go in there and buy fireworks. And then the police would go and pull them over as they're coming into New Jersey and find them and confiscate the fireworks. Well, New Jersey has since legalized some fireworks. Same thing with New York under certain limited times of the year. For example, 4th of July uh, is one of them. The uh, New Year's Eve is another time, but there's a lot of injuries. So this is from uh, United States Consumer Product Safety Commission. There are other reports out there. I use them because it's not copyrighted. All right, not copyrighted is good. So safety tips. Never allow children to play with or ignite fireworks, including sparklers. If you ever want to find out, go on YouTube, right? Make sure fireworks are legal in your area before buying or using them. Always a good idea. Keep a bucket of water or garden hose handy in case of a fire or other mishap. Just realize that that is a metals fire, especially with the sparklers. And if you pour water on it, you may have a problem. Never tried to relight or pick up fireworks that have not ignited fully. That's when I'd probably dump water on them. Never use fireworks while impaired with, by alcohol or drugs. Sometimes that like goes hand in hand, but don't do alcohol or drugs when you're doing dangerous things. And uh, there are more fireworks safety tips out there. So how uh, and when injuries occurred? Firecrackers, 1,300 injuries last year. 
Sparkler is 600. Those are like real bad burns, most of them. 73% of injuries occurred in the weeks before and after the July 4th holiday. Before we got in tonight from baseball, we had a fireworks show uh, across uh, the road here. Right? Most injured body parts are usually the eyes, the head, face, and ears, 29% hands and fingers, and 12% the trunk and other parts, and 19% the legs. So, uh, a lot of stuff going on there. Now, that's how many deaths? Uh, there were 11 deaths in 2022, and 10,200 uh, people were treated in ERs uh, for fireworks-related injuries. So, out of those 11 deaths, nine uh, of the nine U.S. deaths, six were associated with firework misuse, one death was associated with a mortar launch malfunction, and two incidents were uh, associated with unknown circumstances. There was an estimated 11,500 emergency room uh, visits uh, in uh, 2021, uh, down from the spike in 15,600 in 2020 during COVID when nobody had anything to do but shoot off fireworks. Uh, so uh, what, what are we dealing with here? Sparklers burn at temperatures of about 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit, hot enough to melt some metals. That's usually magnesium, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it's magnesium. Keep a bucket of water or garden hose handy in case of a fire or other mishap. Light fireworks one at a time. We got a video here from San Diego, 2012. Yes, I'm going to show for the first time ever a video here. I don't think there's any audio to it, but I'll show the video. Light fireworks one at a time, then move quickly away from the fireworks device. Never try to relight or handle man malfunctioning fireworks. Soak them with water and throw them away. Never place any of part of your body or anyone else's into the line of fire, right, of a firework. Never point or throw fireworks, including sparklers, at anyone. After fireworks complete their burning to prevent trash, uh, trash fire douse the spent device with plenty of water from a bucket or hose before discarding the uh, device and make sure fireworks are legal in your area and avoid alcohol and drugs when using that. So this is my favorite fireworks display from San Diego. Uh, 2012, when all of the fireworks go off at one time. My wife is over here. Hey, Deb, want to watch the fireworks display from San Diego? Uh, hold on. I'm ready to do the story now. I want to get your reaction. Okay, well, uh, maybe not. Well, here it is for your for our listeners. Oh, here she comes. Here she comes. I don't think she's going to be on camera though. Okay. Here, come here. You're not going to be on camera. Come around. Okay. All the fireworks went off in 15 seconds. Oh, that's pretty cool. Everybody's cheering and everything else on this video, as you can see. <laughs> so, what's your reaction? She's laughing and walking away. 
She said it was awesome. Okay, great. Well, it's Friday Night Follies here on Safety Wars. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break, and we'll get back to you in a minute with our next segment. In the professional safety community, communication and planning are just a few keys to your program's success. The question many practitioners have is, where do I start? Dr. Jay Allen, the creator of the Safety FM platform and host of the Rated R Safety Show, has built a global foundation to help you along the way. Go to safetyfm.com and listen to some of the industry's best and most involved professionals, including... Blaine Hoffman with the Safety Pro, Sam Goodman with the Hop Nerd, Sheldon Primus with the Safety Consultant, Jim Pozell with Safety Wars, Emily Elrod with Unapologetically Bold, and many others. As individuals, we can do great things, but as a team, we become amazing. Dial into safetyfm.com today and surround yourself with a powerful force of knowledge and support. OSHA recordables, catastrophic losses, environmental disasters. You want answers? So do I. This is Jim Pozel with Safety Wars. That's my daddy! In an unpredictable world, one voice rises above the chaos. Meet Jim Pozel, a seasoned safety expert who's navigated through some of the most dangerous scenarios from anthrax, explosive cleanups, disasters, and numerous environmental cleanups, and lived to tell the tale. Now, he's bringing his wealth of knowledge, insights, and experiences to you through Safety Wars. From workplace hazards to the hidden dangers in your own home, Jim covers it all. With his engaging storytelling and expert analysis, Safety Wars isn't just a podcast. It's your guide to a safer world. Join Jim Polzel and become part of the Safety Wars Revolution. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts and videos. Safety Wars, your safety is our mission. Okay, that was all the commercials there, except for one. We're going to be doing some more commercials uh, this week when I come up with new ideas. And by the way, we are looking for sponsors. You want to sponsor a program? Come on. And we're looking for guests. We have a couple of guests lined up uh, the week after next. Uh, one that is very familiar with you. One that is not so familiar with you, but who is uh, on a tour of the Northeast uh, giving presentations on environmental protection. So uh, we're uh, going to be uh, happy to invite these folks on. U.S. Department of Labor finds shipping can company endangered. This is from the U.S. Department of Labor press releases. Endangered warehouse employees working under suspended loads in cars. Cited them for three. Th this is like 22 serious violations, one willful violation, one other than serious violation. And this is uh, almost $380,000 in proposed penalties. And uh, let's see what those are. Not going to go through every one of these. On my practice run, I did. So what are some of the major ones? Uh, did you, okay, here we have... Uh, People working under a suspended load uh, and 
Okay, I'm synonymous since friend alone. This is an unusual one. I've never seen this one cited. And companies normally, now there's an issue here uh, with companies uh, not providing fall protection on vehicles. And here they got cited for someone working on a car carrier without fall protection. Uh, no, uh, fine $8,000. Not going to go through all of them. Uh, here you go. We have somebody uh, here. No seatbelt, $14,000. Next one, citation one, item three, housekeeping, $8,000. Another one, exit signs missing, $12,000. Next one is a serious one, uh, noise, no audiograms or anything in the warehouse, $14,000. I tell you what, there's more going on here than meets the eye with it. Somebody got really PO'd at their employer. No more than two LP gas containers shall be used on it. So they have a multiple, more than two uh, LPG uh, gas cans on a forklift. Uh, containers uh, in a storage area were uh, not uh, located uh, as to minimize exposure to excessive temperature rise, physical damage or tampering. And that was liquid improperly stored liquor, liquid propane gas cylinders. Citation one, item eight. No safety glasses, $8,000. Item nine. Uh, foot protection, $12,000. Number 10. Hand protection, $12,000. Number 11. No eyewash. $12,000, it goes on and on and on. Let's see one of the more uh, interesting ones. No training on the forklift, $12,000. No training, another 12,000 for another part of training. Putting people in a line of fire of a forklift, $14,000. And we're going to go to citation two, item one, a willful one. Standing under a load, $120,000 as it was a willful one. Uh, my nephew in Alabama had a friend die from something like this. He had a raised car, similar thing, but he was demoing the car, stripping the car out under a forklift. Yes, yeah, so it was in a legitimate business. It wasn't like... They're driving around downtown Mobile, the forklift, stripping cars. Uh, no, this was, he was, uh, had an auto salvage business uh, going, and it landed on top of him. Didn't find him until the next morning. Horrible death. So the whole thing came down to $379,000 in proposed penalties. U.S. Department of Labor announces a proposed rule to reduce silicon dust exposure and better protect minors' health. Department of Labor today announced, they, and this is from, doesn't have a date. Uh, date is today. 
The U.S. Uh, DOL today announced a proposal by MSHA, Mine Safety and Health Administration, to amend current federal standards to better protect the nation's miners from health hazards related to exposure to respirable crystalline silica or silica dust. Proposed rule change will ensure miners have at least the same level of protection as workers in other injuries uh, in industries. Uh, a proposed rule, rule would require mine offers to maintain miners' PEL to respirable crystalline silica at or below 50 micrograms per cubic meter for a full shift. So here we have again, uh, right, uh, what... Uh, this is out of uh, Florida, right? For a national customer support service provider in Florida for workers misclassified as independent contractors. And what may be the, now you're going to say, well, what's the big deal? Independent contractors are not covered by OSHA, right? So from a safety perspective, it's a, an important thing. Uh, the company denied minimum and over time wages to 22,000 workers. What may be the mi largest misclassification case in its history? The Department of Labor has asked a federal court to force Florida, a Florida-based customer service provider for major national brands, including Barnes & Noble, Comcast, Disney, and Walgreens to pay back wages and liquidated damages to more than 22,000 workers after investigators found the employer misclassified employees as independent contractors and denied them their legally required minimum wage and overtime. So how much money are we talking here? They do not, right? That's something you gotta be aware of and be careful of. Department of Labor impacts inspections in May, 2023 cited 279 violations at 16 mines, including 83 significant and substantial violations the U.S. Department of Labor announced today that, it's, that MSHA completed impact inspections at 16 mines in May 2023, issuing 279 violations and one safeguard. The agency, MSHA, conducts impact inspections at mines that merit increased agency attention and enforcement due to poor compliance history, previous accidents, injuries and illnesses, and other compliance concerns. The agency began impact inspections uh, after an April 2010 explosion in West Virginia at the Upper Big Branch Mine that killed 29 people. So what were they? So they list the companies. We're not going to tell you the companies. There was one impact inspection in Fremont County, Colorado. Uh, inspectors issued 56 violations in the mine operator and two citations and one order uh, to contractors on site. Among these, 15 uh, violations were designated. Uh, I'm not, I'm not even going to, um, I'm, we're going to, I gave you that info. We'd be talking about a company and I don't want to do that. During the, ins MSHA, the inspection, MSHA found an untrained contract miner working and issued an order to the contractor to withdraw from the miner mine immediately. The Mine Act requires MSHA to issue an order immediately withdrawing untrained miners because they present a hazard to themselves and others. MSHA also issued a citation to the contractor for failure to wear a seatbelt while operating mobile equipment. A little controversy here. Should employees and employers, I hear all the time, 
say this. Should employees be uh, fined also? I can see from both, uh, both sides. And no, uh, with that, do we find employees? OSHA's view is that the, uh, do they have the authority to do it under OSHA? My understanding is yes, but there was no regulations ever issued to do it. I know that there are people out there that said, well, it was done one time, blah, 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 blah. If you have that information, email it over to me, jim at safetywords.com. I no, I'll share it on the air. I'm always looking uh, for new, I'm not the know-it-all here. I am just your humble and meek and mild internet radio show host. And, you know, whatever we're calling this. Uh, here we have U.S. Department of Labor recovers more than $51,000 in back wages and damages for 11 employees of Timminsville Trucking Company that denied overtime play. I'm not going to mention the name of the company, uh, but basically 11 uh, employees uh, were paid straight time rates for all hours worth, including overtime hours, and which is a violation of the Fair Labor Standards Act. Cost them... 25,693 in back overtime wages and the same amount in liquidated damages. A judge finds a uh, company in Maine uh, individually liable for nearly $1.6 million in penalties in Maine roofers fatality case. Federal and firms OSHA's egregious willful fall protection citations other willful repeat serious violations. I'm not, I'll see if I can uh, ferret my way through here. Federal administrative law judge has determined that an individual doing business at a company willfully exposed uh, employees to fall hazards at roofing work sites in Portland, Old Orchard Beach, and Springvale between December 2018 and May 2019. Falls from heights are the leading causes of work-related death in the U.S. and in New England specifically, said OSHA Regional Administrator Galen Lanton. The, one of the reasons for that is that you have uh, Steve Angle roofs up north so snow comes off them. So that, that's what I'm told and, uh, on that. When employers like uh, this individual do not comply with fall protection requirements, they will be cited and fined. An employer previously cited for the same violations will generally face substantially larger uh, fines. Uh, although the individual operates his roofing business as a corporation, Occupational Safety and Health Review Commission Administrative Law Judge Carol A. Bolmerick found him personally liable for $1.5 million plus in U.S. Department of Labor Penalties. The judge also analyzed the employment relationship between the person and his workers and determined that they were the uh, employees negating his claim that his workers were independent contractors. Again, we just mentioned that. Not protected by OSHA. OSHA cited the individual and his main base business for 14 willful and two repeat and four serious workplace hazards. Where did that beep come from? I don't know. Uh, hazards uh, after a series of inspections uh, 
The agency opened the first inspection on December 13, 2018. Uh, this is going to be, hold on, bear with me. I am going to put this on Facebook and LinkedIn right now. We'll come back to it. Hold on. Because if I don't do it now, it ain't going to happen. Okay. I have a link to the story on my personal Facebook page. We'll share that to the other ones. Um, I tell you what, uh, going after the person, right, uh, personally here, it's, uh, you know, you're not going after the employer, you're going after the owner. This is one of the few cases that I know of where this has happened here. So it's funny that I say, well, hey, send me information. The next story is on information. I'm holding someone personally liable under OSHA, right? Not the employee, but anyway. All right. Let's go to one commercial break while I get a drink. And Is your safety training old, stale, and hackneyed? Is your safety trainer still preaching a warped version of behavior-based safety? How about safety training that actually addresses your hazards in your workplaces and is not standardized baloney from 25 years ago? Contact the Safety Wars team at safetywars.com or call Jim Polzel at 845-269-5772. Remember, if you're receiving this message, you are the solution to unsafe workplaces. By the way, that number is directly to me, and I'm going to be catching up on uploading podcasts this weekend. Uh, apologize we haven't done that. Uh, again, uh, my schedule has been impossible uh, this week. Uh, we're uh, a lot of personal stuff going on. Plato, uh, I'm going to go into war news now, which we haven't really done uh, lately. And hold on. Plot to assassinate Vladimir Putin on Moscow Bridge, foiled by Russian Secret Service. Vladimir Putin has a lot of us plate at the moment as the Ukrainian counteroffensive continues to rage and the Wagner mercenary group attempted what appeared to be a coup. This is from the Daily Star. The assassination attempt on Russian President Vladimir Putin has been foiled, according to Russian authorities. The FSO, responsible for detection of Top Russian officials claims that it has uh, stopped an attack. Uh, basically, it was going to be uh, explosives laid on a riverbed below a bridge. A barge has been suspected of laying explosives under an unnamed bridge that Putin's motorcade was expected to travel down, according to the Telegram channel, uh, VCHK-OGPU. So that's off a of Telegram, so take it for what it's worth. U.S. considering sending cluster munitions to Ukraine. Oh, what could go wrong with that? Some human rights groups oppose the use of cluster munitions because unexploded bomblets can explode after battle and injure and kill civilians. This is from NBC News. Uh, they're okay. They're considering that and with that, what could go possibly go wrong? Military recruiting crisis. Even veterans don't want their families to join. Uh, Sky Nisforo's father came from U.S. from Mexico and became an American citizen by serving the U.S. Navy going on and on. 
And uh, now uh, her father is telling the young lady, do not be going to the military. The children of military families make up the majority of new recruits in the U.S. military. This is from the Wall Street Journal, by the way. That pipeline is now under threat, which is bad news from the Pentagon's already acute recruitment programs, as well as America's will, America's military readiness. Influencers are not telling them to go into the military, said Adam Mike Mullen, the former chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, in an interview. Moms, dads, uncles, coaches, and pastors don't see it as a good choice. After the patriotic boost after 9-11, the U.S. military has endured 20 years of war in Iraq and Afghanistan with no decisive victories, scandals over shoddy military housing and health care. We know about military housing here on Safety Wars. Believe me. Known it from 1995, roughly, reported one fell on deaf ears. All right, reported it right to power brokers in Washington and uh, executive level people. So uh, they tr- treat them like Wuvno, all right? Poor pay for lower ranks that forces many military families to turn to food stamps and rising rates of post-traumatic stress disorder and suicide. So at the same time, the labor market is the tightest it has been in decades, meaning plenty of other options. So yeah, well, this is a problem now, not having a military uh, there. Uh, you know, uh, not good. Need a military. Right? One of the functions of government. Secure the borders. Here we have a Southern California problem. A Southern California is prepared to flood local beaches in anticipation of, this is from LA Times, right? Now there are biting sea lions. Tell you what, if you've never been to California, you don't know. No, I could say, well, we have problems with sea lions. Yeah, we have problems with animals on the East Coast. I tell you what, it ain't like the biting sea lions out there on the West Coast. They're all over the place. Uh, two people were injured at beaches in Orange County. Uh, Channel Islands uh, Marine and Wildlife Institute, which serves Santa Barbara and Ventura counties, has recorded five recent incidents. Animals fighting beach goers, including a surfer, a paddleboarder, diver, and two people on the beach. So this is what uh, 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 what's going on. What, why are they doing that? Uh, why are they? I don't know. Uh, they're either. It sounds like uh, this lacks context. They don't know why. Uh, they're either running into surfers or they're seizing erratically and. And if they're seizing erratically and accidentally biting them, if someone touches them, they can be hyperreactive or reflexive. By, you know, fly their head back. It's not like they're attacking. They're in co- uh, comatose state. And if they're spooked or bumped into something, they may bite. There's all different types of algae things in there that's screwing them up and making them not feel well. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh be careful. Don't mess with wild animals. A couple years, I remember in the 90s, there was an incident off the coast of uh, New York on Long Island where people wanted to go and swim with the dolphins. Unfortunately, they were sharks. So a uh, friend of the program uh, here, by the name, also named by Jay, a local guy up here, 
Man, he was upset because what happened? Flights were canceled to Florida by uh, his airline, and he had some personal business to go down there, critical personal business. Flights were canceled uh, eight hours before the flight in the middle of the night. They said the earliest flight would be like three days later. I don't know. What's this, What's behind here? What's behind this? The, the transportation uh, department prepared for last year's 4th of July by pressing airlines to reduce the thousands of canceled flight, flights that were tormenting passengers during almost every holiday. For this Independence Day, DOT's FAA is talking, taking the flag for contributing to chaos in the skies. Miracles never cease. The agency is still struggling with a shortage of air traffic controllers more than three years after the start of the pandemic sought to lengthen the logjam by encouraging airlines to fly fewer planes. Believing that band-aid solution proved no match for days of summer storms that caused thousands of flights to be canceled or delayed flights this week, especially in the New York City area where the controller shortage is worst. Okay, uh, basically they're blaming, blaming COVID. I don't know, not many people going into it anymore. So, uh, gotta fix it. What are the incentives? Is it they're not overworked, pay, what have you? Uh, we're going to save that story for later on. ESPN is cutting around 20 on air stars and dramatic round of layoffs. This is not only uh, them, but a lot of people are getting laid off, uh, leaving a lot of this stuff. Uh, what are some of the reasons why? Uh, they're making too much money? I don't know. The article I have does not go into it uh, here. Uh they're trying to make money. There's owned by Disney. Okay, it's owned by Disney. Disney's losing money. They're trying to, uh, uh, you know, uh, get rid of the high-end people, I guess. Uh, I don't know. It seems to be going on all over. I wonder if AI or people like me doing this show are partially to blame. Electrical fire breaks out at Warner Brothers Studios lot in Los Angeles. Uh, a large fire broke out on Warner Brothers Studios lot in Burbank after nearby residents heard a big boom. A transformer blew and firefighters managed to contain the blaze. Uh, well, I don't how much are they filming there with everybody on strike? I don't know. Uh, the, fire is one of the several Hollywood heavyweights that writers have been striking in front of for weeks. Oscar winners, 300 actor. Okay, great. Uh, you know, again, all different kinds of stuff going on. Texas heat is not letting up at night. The For two straight weeks, high temperatures in Del Rio have exceeded 100 degrees Fahrenheit each day, rising at the size of 115. Uh, just as worrisome, nighttime temperatures have set records and offer no relief. And... People are, are under stress and they're hot. And remember your heat stress uh, info out there. Here's another one for you. Federal Trade Commission is getting a little bit annoyed here because people are buying online reviews. If the reviews uh, 
are approved. Right. Well, basically, there's a Federal Trade Commission on Friday proposed new rules and take aim at businesses that buy, sell, or manipulate online reviews. I guess it's a co- uh, a form of fraud. Here we have one in France. Pardon me, France civil warfare's with forty-five thousand police scrambled, a nation facing an all-out anarchy. France has faced a number of police on the streets of 45,000 this evening as a race for more rioting, with one commenter claiming the country was sliding into full-blown civil war. Uh, French President Emmanuel Macron uh, also urged parents Friday to keep teenagers at home and blamed social media for fueling unrest, which has spread dramatically across the country since the fatal shooting of a 17-year-old driver earlier this week. And people are pissed all over the place. That too is part of the safety war. Here we have from dnyuz.com. We have a dopamine problem. Yeah, the neurotransmitter dopamine, and this is a lot more of an op-ed, but we're going to talk about it here. According to books, articles, and social media posts, our urge... Or a quick dopamine hit is why we crave cookies and spend too much time on Instagram. If we keep giving in to these desires, as the rationale goes, we'll never be able to stop ourselves. We've transformed the world from a place of scarcity to a place of overwhelming abundance. Uh, Dr. Ann Lemke, a Stanford psychiatrist, wrote in her best-selling book, Dopamine Nation. Consequently, we're all at risk for compulsive oversumption, overconsumption. So... Uh, some people are saying this is not a big deal. Oh, really? Go out somewhere, and everyone's on their freaking phones. Uh, very difficult to treat. Uh, but anyway, no, people addicted to their freaking phones. So uh, this week, and we watched this uh, yesterday, um, Clifton, New Jersey, uh, rescue. Hold on. Two fi- first responders are rescued from Passaic River in Clifton, New Jersey. This made the national news. I am very familiar with this area. So we have huge waterfalls in New Jersey called the Patterson Falls. All right. Uh, they dam up the Passaic River. And New Jersey, I explained it to my father-in-law as it was in real time on the news yesterday. New Jersey used to have a lot of canals that were built in the, before the railroads, really. And they were like the most unpopular, uh, probably the most unpopular, most unpopular thing in the ever done in the history of New Jersey. These... Uh, so they built canals to shift stuff from Delaware and northern New Jersey down the rivers uh, and little estuaries down into the Passaic River and the Hackensack River for delivery to Port Newark and the other ports all around. One of the most popular ones was uh, ran over by the Patterson Falls in Patterson, New Jersey. And the, you can Google this and everything. Our, uh, the office to my old company, uh, was right across the street from the Patterson Falls, so I'm pretty uh, familiar with that. Now, those falls, uh, uh, 
right? right? Uh, you could still see where the old conveyors and lock system was for the canal system there. And uh, one of the small dams here is the Dundee Dam, all right? And uh, for whatever reason, uh, first responders are lifted out of the water. And this is right from WABC 7 News, uh, the news station, not the radio station. First responders are lifted out of the water after being stranded on a boat during an active rescue and on Clifton side of the Passaic River on Wednesday. The dramatic series of events unfolded when a boat with a small team of contractors working on a construction project upstream along the Dundee Dam Falls got disconnected from another boat and drifted, getting stuck teetering to the edge of the Dundee Dam. It's a small, it's about seven or eight foot. All right, but the thing is, by the way, I took, when I was around five years old, my father took me by boat up the Passaic River, and we stopped at that dam. I have no idea where this noise is coming from. When the Clifton Fire Department was called in, was called in the swift current of the Passaic River proved treacherous even for the rescue team, and it was a dramatic thing. But basically, they, they got caught up on one of the old screw conveyors uh, there. Uh, it was like a screw conveyor where you actually uh put they put barges on a uh on a conveyor no no what conveyor is right like on a soup at the supermarket right feeds food in there right uh put it on the checkout and they would raise and lower boats so the right that's right where this had occurred and i can see it's uh 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 i can see where this could happen i mean uh one of my relatives who is much more extremely uh skilled uh at uh uh in boats as waterfalls anywhere around a waterfall you're gonna have a problem it's very difficult you need a lot of experience a lot of uh knowledge on how to deal with that stuff uh if you on to the weather here uh did you get uh, all of that haze and everything? Not as bad as it was a couple weeks ago, but I tell you what, a lot of haze, a lot of weird sunrises and sunsets. Check it out on uh, the internet, all the photos here. I'm probably going to post a few this weekend. So we're going to have this all summer, basically. School bus company owner charged again. right? Uh, and this is again in New Jersey. With putting bad drivers on the road, the attorney general said. Uh, the operator of a pair of Patterson school bus companies who was previously indicted for using unqualified drivers and misleading public school districts was facing new offenses this week for allegedly continuing to do so through another company with the help of his brother even after he was originally charged. The person of Wayne, of Wayne, or the town of Wayne, what well, I'm not mentioning his name, was indicted by a state grand jury on Wednesday on a new account of second-degree theft of services, stemming from tens of thousands of dollars in outstanding tolls. Those buses allegedly racked up on the turnpike. Gotta get those tolls. That's where they get, yeah, is the tolls. The new indictment also brought charges against the man's brother of Totowa, New Jersey, uh, that inherited all of the buses from the first company that got into trouble. Uh, the brothers were accused of ordering a, a, the, the employees who were not properly licensed and in some cases had criminal convictions or other criminal investigation drive students. Many of the drivers also lacked a CDL uh, that allowed them to drive kids. 
suspended licenses, everything else. Ay, 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 ay. Anyway, that's what's going on there. And what else we have here? Avoid U.S. Embassy says don't go to France. Here we have, we have strikes all over the place now. Here's the next one. We have writer's strikes. We have uh, actors that are going on strike. We have strikes at some of the ports out uh, on the West Coast. Here we have a UPS strike. I remember when this hit, the last major UPS strike in the 1990s, companies almost went out of business over this. Uh, and what happened was things became very regional, regionalized. Uh, here, I was on a uh, Hess, Amarada Hess, which does not exist anymore, uh, had a... Uh, their refinery was in Woodbridge, New Jersey. Now I believe it's owned by Colonial or Buckeye. They took out the refinery. Now it's a big oil terminal. And uh, when it was a refinery back during the last strike, uh, I was on a job in Binghamton, New York, and there was an oil terminal there owned by Hess. And they had a guy, and I offered it to do it myself. I was going to make some money on the side gig. I said, I'll run the samples back home on a Friday afternoon. How much, is, how much are you paying? They said about $500. I said, I'll take the $500. i am going to Woodbridge. I know Woodbridge. They wouldn't take the bait, though. I, mean, I would have done would have been a great thing, but this is hugely disruptive here. Uh, hugely disruptive, all of this stuff. Here we have uh, worker dies while setting up Chicago NASCAR races from today. Uh, it was an employee of a staging and lighting company said the man may have been electrocuted. However, there will be an autopsy. A NASCAR spokesman confirms the contractor suffered a fatal medical emergency but declined to confirm the nature of the incident. That man was near the race starting line west of Buckingham Fountain. Uh, might have been electrocution. And for our last gloom and doom story, worker dies after being trapped in grain silo at the Kalamazoon Kalamazoon, uh, uh, farm. An individual was working in a grain silo Thursday when they became trapped within the tank. According to the Kalamazoo County Sheriff's Office, the worker sank underneath the grain and died. It's being treated as an accidental death, according to Undersheriff Jim Van Dyken. Uh, and it's being ex- uh, uh, being investigated by Myosha. I have no idea whether this person was covered by occupational laws or not. If he was a family member or not, I have no idea. So we are going to go we'll mention this about politics right uh, here. I didn't know that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. running for president on the Democratic side had a neurological issue of some sort which impacted his uh vocal cords and the way he speaks because I've heard him speak many years ago and it was a very different thing. And I, you know, I had to throw, uh, I'll be dated here and say kudos, right. Uh, for him, uh, to have a speech impediment and to be out there, uh, running for president. I could empathize with that. I respect the man immensely. 
Now, uh, Elliot Spitzer, all right, I'm going to comment on this because I have some experience with this and, poli and politics. So Robert F. Kennedy Jr. didn't run for office before in part he, because he couldn't afford it. That's what Kennedy told then uh, New York Attorney General Elliot Spitzer when Kennedy was considering running to replace him in 2006. Spitzer, the former New York governor, recalled. The meeting in Spitzer's office, and this is semaphore.com, uh, Kennedy asked whether he could continue to give paid speeches to outside groups while he was Attorney General. Spitzer called, told Semaphore, the would-be candidate explained that his responsibilities to his six children from two marriages had left him with expenses that simply could not be covered by government uh, uh, salary. And now uh, this is, uh, no, uh, this was being written. Who wrote this? Ben Smith. I'm not familiar with this publication. So he, no, he was doing his thing. Spitzer's anecdote, anecdote helps answer one of the greatest mysteries around Robert F. Kennedy Jr., why he didn't run for office during his period as mainstream Democratic celebrity in the 1990s and early 2000s. Kennedy's work cleaning up the Hudson River through uh, the group River Keepers seemed almost deliberately crafted for a run at New York State uh, Attorney General. Now, this is what I found out. Now, my experience, and this is just one man's experience. Most likely, if you are an up-and-coming young politician like this guy is, right? Uh, Robert F. Kennedy got the name. Kennedy name, Kennedy magic. Not too much older than what I am here. Uh, often, the political parties will set you up, especially the Democratic Party, with a job, especially in the Northeast where Democratic Party holds majority of the elected offices in most metropolitan areas. So, for example, when I ran for office, I ran as an independent and in a nonpartisan uh, election, and they said, well, you should run for the Democrats because the Democrats will give you a job. The Republicans will not give you a job. So they're activists, the up-and-coming people. They make sure that you get jobs. It's just the way it is. It works in the Republican areas for Republicans, Democrats, and Democratic areas. I'm surprised that nobody offered him a job, right, when in his younger days, in the early 20s, mid-20s. I don't know what his situation was. Uh, but I believe this story here because that's been... Uh, with federally uh, with federal candidates for federal office, this has been one of the things where they pay themselves out of campaign funds. I believe it used to be legal to do that, and then it's illegal. I'm not sure on that, but uh, whatever it is, it's not very good optics for the campaign. But up and coming people like this, like uh, maybe they're a threat. They don't give them a job. I don't know what it is. I just say, hmm, what's going on here uh, with him? Why do I keep talking about Kennedy? I'll, I'll tell you why. Probably the most interesting one, and because of his environmental record, my opinion, with it, uh, with him, uh, with this. I'm not endorsing it, him or anybody else. It's just something different uh, with him. But I can see him uh, not having enough money to run for office. It costs a lot of money to run for office with this. Uh 
you know, uh, with this. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens. We're going to finish this on a patriotic note uh, here, and like we always do most of the time. Is it time for America to adopt a new national anthem? Uh, there is a uh, Hulu-based uh, documentary uh, called Anthem, right? And I listened to some of the trailer and the everything here. Uh, uh, case in point, I know, uh, used to know at least, the Francis Scott Key uh, family, his family, uh, his uh, great 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 grandson is a uh, resident of New Jersey and sells uh, supplements and vitamins, and was involved with uh, nanoparticle research. And that's all I'm really allowed to say on that. If you see the uh, documentary Nano Man, uh, that's not about Francis Scott Key, but you will be uh, goes into why nano. Uh, particle technology is so important to the government. But anyway, I, I digress here. Uh, but uh, so I know, just like you know, I know the family, right? Used to know the family. Uh, so they, uh, this is an article from The Guardian, and the author is. Who is the author? I can't see who the author is. So, no, it's not me saying that. Andrew Lawrence. All right. So, it took a century and an act of Congress for the Star-Spangled Banner to become the American standard, which would, see, which would seem prove how catchy it isn't. That school drills or Whitney Houston or the constant drumbeat of patriotism, likely the banner, uh, reverts to scribbles on a page decades ago. If... So it got Peter Nix thinking, if you could imagine an anthem for today, what would that be and how would you do it? That's the hand-on-heart question at the center of Anthem, a Hulu documentary from Nix, the jury need to make a fight song that reflects the country's tortured soul. I listened to the song here, one of the songs, uh, and I tell you what, uh, as, uh, for a skilled vocalist and singer, Easiest thing for average person like me? No, well, I'm not. Who says I'm average? Person like me, not so much. Uh, with that, and what the idea is? No, the songs that they play with this. Uh, no, uh, uh, no, and the song that they show here. I, I think it's you know it's pretty good. It's sort of like this. This is not a new debate. It's been going on in the church for many years with contemporary worship music. People feel that, hey, no, this is what it should be, and that's it, and we're not going to have anything new. But there's new worship styles. I know with me, everyone knows I'm Lutheran. We're uh, confessional Lutheran. Where we're very strict on the uh, hymns at the mass, at the services, and everything else. However, new things are doctrinally Lutheran. Do come about new songs, new hymns, new everything. Yeah, bring them in, right? But there are the old car that's on them. This is sort of like the same thing here, right? Creativity doesn't stop. We have that divine spark of creativity. And if there are new songs that are coming out that are patriotic, that describe what the country is and people feel inspired to do it, I say go do it. It's not disrespecting the old. 
trust something new that's coming in. So, uh, you know, uh, no, good luck to him. And I just want to say, I haven't seen this yet, but I'm going to watch it uh, this weekend. Congratulations that, though, for someone doing something, right? A reward creativity. I'll, I'll leave you with this. I was, uh, when I first started, and very late here, when I first started my first business, I ended up having to sleep in my parents' house and for a time. And I was at an event with uh, one of my employees, uh, Bob, who still works for me. And we came, I came home, it was like one, like 1230. And who's on... My father is watching Saturday Night Live. And you can find out what date it was. This drummer, uh, Justin Timberlake, was the uh, host and also the music guest, I guess. And my father is watching him on here, on there. And I said, Dad, this ain't your kind of music. He says, "Uh, Jimmy, what do you mean it's not my kind of music? He says, this guy's fantastic. He could sing, he could dance, he has a sense of humor, and he could compose music. He said, not my kind of music, but I respect people who can compose music and do all this stuff uh, on his own. I mean, this guy has got, this is what a class act is. Now, fast forward to the people here with uh, the man, uh, uh, Nick's, and some uh, other people here, uh, Bowers and Dahi, right, in this article, and all these other authors in here, right? I tell you what, I, I say we encourage that. Encourage your creativity. See what they got. You may, not, you may be pleasantly surprised with this, and... Telling them the American story. We're still here. Right? We're still here. How many years has it been? Right? What is it? Uh, 1776. So we're at... Whatever it is. Can't do math. It's late at night. That's good. Let them, uh, let them try it out. So what is it? 1776, so it's 200 years. And then from 76 to now, it's... Uh, 50 years, 246 years, I guess. Books that close on America. We're going to do good. And enjoy yourself this weekend. I'll be doing the whole baseball thing all weekend. And then uh, we have some special stuff planned for next week. Uh, for Safety Wars, this is Jim Pozel, and we are going to be closing out the program with our regular uh, thing here. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. 
No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. Good night, everybody.